of you delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore. Welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Welcome back, one and all, to The Horror Returns. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, my co-hosts, Philip and Brian. Uh, although Brian won't be hosting tonight, but you're going to find out later. Tonight, we've got that very special once-a-year event, March Madness. Uh, joining us tonight, we're actually uh, the subject of March Madness this year. Uh, this is one of our funnest shows that that we do every year, where we do a tournament bracket. And this, this year's subject is... We kind of had to default to second best worst movie because, unfortunately, there's a uh, documentary out there that took the name. So what, what would you say this is going to be, Phil, like the best, basically the so bad it's good? Yeah, I would definitely say so bad it's good. Which All one right. is so bad that it's the best? <laughs> That's what we're going to find out. <laughs> you should call it the horror shit list. Sorry. Well... We can't rename it, but we can, I guess. If you, <laughs> I just don't want to, I don't want to step on somebody else's toes if they already came up with a name. But I like that name. The horror doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, all right. Well, uh, so since we're doing March Madness, that means we have to have five judges. So joining us tonight is this year's annual Rogues Gallery of Horror Aficionados. Uh, take us to the to the promised land, the final answer of second best worst movie. So from the horror tour guide and women of color in horror, it's uh, return guest Cindy Sanabria. Cindy, what's the latest and greatest over there? Hey, guys. Um, while we're doing lots of things, we're, we're working on a mentorship program for women of color in horror that we should be launching next year. So if anybody is... Um, interested in being a mentor or mentee you could reach out to me at women of color in horror.com and um and horror tour guide is is rolling along i'm working on an upcoming like found footage horror film just need to raise a little bit more money and and i'll be where i need to be to start (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, working on a few upcoming projects. So stay tuned. You'll be seeing some some gory goodies coming your way by this summer. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> from K Fabulous Lucha Brothers, you hear him here a lot. Uh, I think most recently the Shocker commentary. Um, special guest Pedro. Uh, vote for saying, Pedro. Are you, are you saying that was in a horrible nightmare that I had? And we we actually did record the Shocker commentary. You, you know, you know what? I'm surprised <laughs> that I'm surprised that movie's not on this list. What happened? <laughs> no, I had enough of my fill of that movie for a lifetime. But um, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I've, I've been doing good. Just we're in a little bit of, on, on a hiatus right now with the podcast, kind of dealing with some real life stuff. And uh, just been writing again myself. I, I was in a film production about ten years ago, and I haven't gone back to it. And I still, I still know a few people here in the LA area that we get together once in a while. So just been writing and having a good time, being quarantined, uh, doing Zoom meetings and stuff like that. Other than that, I'm ready to tackle this tournament. Very happy. All right. To- cool. Happy to have you, man. Um, and it's our longtime friend of the show. Uh, I think we first met through was it was it through Binge Media, Carl? Oh, yeah. So through Binge Media or actually either probably Joe Blow before that, but uh, Binge That's Media right. definitely met there and we've co- uh, recorded a couple shows. So, All right. Well, Carl, you're a super movie fan, but what I remember most about you is that you were on the one episode that I actually kind of shed a tear because I gave out my first 10 since uh, Clockwork Orange. You remember that? Right, right, right. That was Mother, right? That's right. Yeah. And you're going uh, soon to be married, huh? Yeah, so I wanted to give a, a, a shout out to my fiance Danielle. So I know she'll be listening to this later. So um, you know, I'm happy to be here. I'm, thank you so much, and I'm happy to be here. And this should be a, a fun time. Very nice, very nice. Um, and now we've got uh, from Friday Nightmares podcast, Heather Powell. Uh, Heather, talk about Friday Nightmares. What else? What else? Yet you guys have going on besides uh, talking about all these remakes. <laughs> it's like that's what Lance is focused on. He's like, I didn't remember you talking about Pet Cemetery, Heather. The best I do of not. All time. And we are called the Horror <laughs> Returns, so we cover a lot of remakes. Um, so yeah, as Lance said, I'm Heather. I'm from the uh, Friday Nightmares podcast. We do uh, we talk about our recent watches. Scott and I, who's my podcasting partner in crime, that was on this show last year. We do uh, many, many 2021 watches, and we share those. We talk about podcasts we've been listening to. Both of us are diving deeper into older horror films this year, so we talk about that, and then we pick a theme. Uh, so we've talked about pets and horror. We've talked about our fluffy friend Cujo, as among uh, other pets and other different themes christmas theme halloween theme um summer camp theme whatever theme you can think of we talk about it on that show and we've recently started a new gaming show if anyone is interested on this panel today uh, where we talk about board games tabletop games so like world of warcraft D as well as video games and that's called um controllers up cards down the all-star gaming podcast so that just launched and it should be dropping this weekend so very nice all right and rounding out our panel of five judges because you got to have an odd number uh to to be able to move on to the next round we don't want to filibuster here so um (laughs) we got uh you know him you love him he and he sure is sure as shit knows horror movies and and probably a lot of bad ones but it's our very own uh brian what's up brian Oh, not much, Lance. Thanks for having me on. Long time listener, <laughs> first time guest, ready to do this. <laughs> All right. 
Well, uh, anybody listening, if you didn't already know, um, this is how this thing works. We start off with a field of 32 contestants for the second best worst movie of all time. Uh, a movie so bad, it's good, and we see lots of those in horror. So in tournament fashion, we're going to work our way forward until we end up with a final battle and a single champion. Uh, our five guests are each going to give their best argument in each round as to why the chosen film deserves to move forward. Um, at the end, we're going to have our champion. It's that simple. Uh, Philip's going to start out with the first round. But first, Philip, you got a little surprise for us, like a play-in game or something? Um, I do. I guess we'll call it a wild card round um, <laughs> because nobody chose the fanatic and it has to be in there. So uh, <laughs> our uh, our first round, a little wild card round is going to between is going to be between the fanatic and house. Mm. OK, so Cindy, the fanatic or house? Hey, <laughs> um, I, I was a little pissed off. House was on this list. <laughs> I was going to say that. No, say, I, I, was, I was asking the same thing. Guys, naughty, naughty to you. <laughs> I, I'm actually a huge fan of House, so um, I'm going to have to go with the fanatic. The fanatic is where you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because you know um, for this list, right? Yeah. Yes, for this list. Because House is not bad. It should be on there as just good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pedro, what do you think? Well, there is no deleted scene in House where um, Norm from Cheers starts just randomly throwing on some limb biscuit for absolutely no reason. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or we don't have the great Billy Cat saying, oops, I pooped, or, or whatever the fuck uh, John Travolta said. So I'm going to have to go with the fanatic on this one. Uh, I hate it when oops, I poop. All right. <laughs> Does it, doesn't he also poke his ear and smell it? He does. He does it a couple times, right? Come on. Doesn't he? Or am I? Is that a? Is that I just Mandela, I I Mandela affected myself on that. There you go. I think we're going to watch it again in a couple of months for Tim, so we'll see. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure there wasn't an actual poop, but maybe there was. Uh, Carl, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, so. Uh, funny enough, I wasn't sure which version um, or which um, version of The Fanatic, because there's another movie from the 80s called The Fanatic, so I actually watched that first. Uh, and then when I heard you guys talking about John Travolta, I quickly remembered that was a piece of shit. So <laughs> uh, it was very um, easy for me to remember how bad that movie was. And uh, I guess shame for me for House. I also didn't really, um, at the time, realize that it was kind of a horror comedy. Uh, but it just did not connect with me. But now that we're talking about this version of the fanatic and a weirdly autistic John Travolta, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go with the fanatic. No, no, no. A weirdly autistic, unsupervised John Travolta. Which that's another layer to how bizarre that movie is. Exactly. On top of just John Travolta. So. <laughs> Kinda oh, Vince John, Stiller, John Tropic Travolta. Thunder style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Heather, what do you think? <laughs> well, after listening to Lance's uh, raving review 
on uh, Horror for Dummies on how much he loved this film, I the fanatic. I tried to watch it, and I got five minutes in before I shut it off. So I'm going to say the fanatic. <laughs> the fanatic is so bad, it's good. All right. <laughs> you know what, Heather? Part of me is going to say that you uh, you missed out. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I'll try it again. I'll give it a second chance. There, there's so many gems in that movie for the for the wrong reasons that you definitely should give it another chance. All right. Pedro, Pedro, I trust you. I will watch it. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, Brian. Poppycock. Fanatic. Wow. All right, clean sweep for the fanatic. <laughs> uh, so we'll go. We'll run that into the first round of uh, the bracket here and uh, put the fanatic up against Lep in the Hood. <laughs> okay. Up to no good. <laughs> Magic. I, 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 I chose that one. All right. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have the great Warwick Davis who raps in that movie. At the, he, uh-huh. he does that thing where he <laughs> does his own rap at the end during the credit sequence. And he has a, a line mm. and it says, and I quote, I'm, I'm so bad, I'm good, I'm lip in the hood. Like, you got to love that shit, right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and it's got Ice-T acting, Ice-T and Full 70s regalia doing his thing. You know, and they're fighting for like a, like an emblem or whatever it is. And it's a great movie. I like it, but it's a, it's also a fucking piece of shit. Which is oh, which, yeah. which at its heart and soul <laughs> yeah. is the point of this tournament. You know, when you love something, <laughs> you also acknowledge what it really is, right? So, I mean, it's it's the Leprechaun series. We we could we could do a whole tournament just on the Leprechaun movie. So um, yeah, so <laughs> Lep in the Hood, man, check it out. So Pedro, is that so your I'm, choice? I'm, yes. Okay, Lep in the Hood for Pedro. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm good. That's right. <laughs> uh, Heather, what do you think? Oh, it has iced tea. Like I agree with Pedro. Lep in the hood. Another like, lip. Come on. Another right. lip. <laughs> uh, Carl. Yeah, I, I, I think this looks like it's probably going to be a clean sweep for this one. But once you start crossing over uh, genres to like the hip hop genre for no real good reason uh, <laughs> i think you're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel it's almost like uh the halloween movie with busta rhymes in it so i'm going with uh, leprechaun in the hood nice. and, and this was after they shot him up into space so space wasn't even big enough for for the leprechaun. Right. they had to ship him back down to the hood <laughs> space before he went to the hood <laughs> like all right i guess it's the last frontier uh brian as much as I love the fanatic, I gotta go with Lep in the Hood. I mean, it, it was so bad it's good he came back for another movie. <laughs> it's so oh, bad it's right. good it's Lep in the Hood. Cindy. Oh. Yeah, of course it's it's Lep in the Hood for me too. This is the fifth freaking leprechaun movie. <laughs> And yeah, I think they were running out of ideas by this time. So, yeah, I'm of totally course, gonna go lep in the hood. Of course they were, because remember the next one is lep back in the hood, right? <laughs> right? They, they didn't even take him out of the hood. He, he just stayed the in hood. the hood. Lep is a hustler. All right. <laughs> and didn't they have like Apollonia Six or something walking around with him after he after he got the piccolo or something? <laughs> Well, the fanatic just got mugged. Lep in the hood just uh, yep. smacked it down. There's there goes our wild card. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we'll go with our second little bracket here. It's uh, American Mary versus Burial Ground. <laughs> uh, Carl, what do you think? 
Uh, these were both pretty rough for me. Uh, <laughs> I think uh -oh. um, the, the Saska sisters, I guess, who did American Mary are a lot better at kind of shock and gore than the story. It's got some disturbing moments, but the performances are just somewhat unintentionally silly and just kind of, it's either overwritten or underwritten, which I can't really determine yet. And then for Burial Ground, I guess, I think it's Italian. Um, and some of those things really don't translate well. Um, well and and this, and this is kind of, this. I'm sorry? All right, so when we get to the house by the cemetery, we're definitely going to get it. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that was, wow. Uh, <laughs> but it does have some pretty good gross out, gross outs and kills. Uh, it's just kind of hard getting through a either deliberately bad movie or just unintentionally bad. Jesus. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go with Burial Ground for this one. Burial Ground, okay. Uh, Heather, what do you think? Well, as much as I dig me on the opposite, I enjoyed American Mary quite a bit. Um, but how can you get past the mother-son incest in Burial Ground and the random nudity in front of her son for no reason? So for sure, I'm going with Burial Ground. <laughs> well, there's that. <laughs> there's that. There's that. All right. Uh, Brian, what do you think? Now, is this Burial Ground, the Knights of Terror? Uh, Lenore de Terror, like the Italian yeah, title, Brian. So. Okay, yeah. so yeah, so, so if this is the movie I'm thinking of that does not really take place that much at night. Yes, you're right, Brian. It's a very misleading <laughs> title. So uh, I I do like American well, Mary. <laughs> I do like American Mary because I like uh, Catherine Isabel. So I'm going to have to go with Burial Ground. Burial Ground. Okay. Uh, Cindy. Well, I picked American Mary, <laughs> but All right. um, but um, comparing it with Burial Ground, that little man boy is such a weird character. <laughs> so, and, yeah, the whole incest thing—it just really gets to me too. So I'm gonna go Burial Ground. Okay, uh, Pedro. Yeah, same thing. I think his name is Peter Bark, by the way, that little man-child. Or, or, I don't know if he's an adult or if he's a kid. I think he's, he's an adult. so weird. We don't know. He's got the, there's that classic shot of him looking bewildered. Um, and, and just, he's wearing a turtleneck for who knows what reason. And, you know, it just, you know, like, like Heather was saying, that mother-son dynamic was a little oh, off-putting. Um, the breastfeeding scene? Like, breast come on. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Guys, know, what are you going to do? Alex, I know there's probably a culture Alex. clash with them Italians, but come on. <laughs> um, and, and, and so, but you know what? I do got to say, Burial Ground does have a pretty cool, like, like the there's a sequence when the zombies are coming into the house. And, mm -hmm. and that, that's a pretty cool scene. Um, yeah. as, far as, as far as American Mary, I wanted to ask Cindy, what, what's like, like, because I liked it. I enjoyed that movie. I, I do know that the Sasuke sisters, they really try to beat Cronenberg a lot. They really look up to him. And a lot of their movies are tailored to kind of have that body horror dynamic to it. And they don't really, they don't really, I mean, they're not as good as him unless you ask Lance, who hates the guy. But <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, yeah, they're kind of Cronenberg knockoffs in a lot of ways for a lot of their movies. But I liked it. So so what's what's your issue with American Mary? All right. So, um... Aside from like a few good makeup boss jobs, the film missed some good kills. Um, all blood splatter with no delivery and much reveal. Um, right. It lacked good direction and reality for me. It was it was like a bloody Barbie's world rendition on crack. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you must know. 
<laughs> I, that, that that probably, that, put that can we get that quote written down, Cindy? <laughs> yeah. Because I kind of want to use that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In my yeah. daily life. <laughs> so I'm going burial. I'm going burial ground. Burial ground. All right. Well, well, burial ground. But I actually do like burial ground. Uh, you know, as a better as a better film, even though the weirdness <laughs> in the film. I mean, you know, it's kind of weird, but but I do um I do prefer. Um, that film over actually now that I think about it, but it, it's just that you know the whole the the man boy and and the uh, <laughs> you know the weird incest shit going on yeah it, it just puts it in that bracket for me in comparison to, to I do uh, believe that the man boy is gonna take this movie a long way I just, oh yeah sounds that <laughs> <laughs> he, he's probably what brought in the audience <laughs> yeah seeing the man boy in action oi. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just gonna leave. The, I'm just gonna leave that alone. Uh, burial ground. By a lot. Next up is Fangs and Dead End Drive. Going head to head. Dead End Drive. Brian. I have not seen either one of these, so I'm just gonna blindly pick Dead End Drive. Dead End Drive in a dart throw. Is um dead end drive in? Oh, sorry. Dead end drive in. <laughs> dead end drive in. You're right. My bad. It's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> okay, well, Cindy, uh, what's your pick then? All right, I'm gonna go with dead end drive in. <laughs> dead end drive in. Um, I picked it. I picked this um film. This '80s film is by far one of the worst that I've ever seen. I. <laughs> Honestly, wouldn't have e- even labeled it horror, but unfortunately, the makers thought otherwise, and now it tainted the, the genre, in my opinion. I honestly felt the film was like pointless. It dragged out with like hardly any action aside from a really good bad fight, which took about 40 minutes to get to. And then it ended up with some shitty kills and death at the end. So it was, yeah, in my, in my opinion, it was like the far worse grueling torch I had to put myself through. <laughs> I'd rather give the torture than to receive it. Trust me. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, there was, I mean, for one good thing, there was a decent car chase towards the end. And that's probably the bulk of the action that you'll see in this abomination of a film. So it's basically about <laughs> hoarders with shitty goth makeup. <laughs> I wish I had more positive things to say about this film. But the goth makeup, in the, even the goth makeup in the film was shitty. <laughs> there you go. There's your. There's your. Uh, <laughs> there's your film. film. <laughs> it's right under the title on the on the cover. Even the goth makeup. <laughs> All right. Uh, Pedro, what do you think? Well, as per usual, in the back in the seventies and the eighties, we don't in the cover. That cover is bullshit because we don't even get to see the guy with the with the Croes makeup on. I don't think he's in the movie. The guy that's smiling in the dead and drive-in. Uh, right. Clam shower, whatever. false advertisement. But that, but that was the standard in, back in the day, so I'm going I'm to let him slide on that one. But this guy, the guy, <laughs> the guy that did Dead and Drive-In, drive uh, Brian, Brian Trenchard-Smith, he's, he's directed some other Oscar-winning movies, such as Night of the Demons 2, Leprechaun 3, <laughs> and Leprechaun 4 in Space. So this oh, guy has a perfect. <laughs> He's got the chops. Look at that resume. So he has a string of shit movies under his belt, huh? Yep. <laughs> well, there's the charm to the guy. So obviously he continues to work. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with uh with um, dead end driving as well. All right. Uh, Heather. 
Well, I chose Fangs, and I gotta say, guys, if you had all seen Fangs, you would have met Snakey Bender. That's right. His name is Snakey Bender, and he has snakes. And what he does with these snakes is he takes them to a grade four classroom and seduces the teacher who comes over and has orgasms while she plays with the snakes. What? Yes! Come on! Yes! Okay, not lying. And the tagline for this film was, who was a Jaws fan earlier? Um, biggest bite since Jaws. Oh, and Jesus. he kills people with these snakes and then buries their bodies in the exact same place that he puts their cars. And you have to watch about 15 cars drive off of the same cliff. Oh my god, I gotta check this out. I gotta oh, check this out. I'm not sold. Late. Until you've seen Fangs with Snakey Bender. Um, I think this movie hasn't even had a Blu-ray release, which is a shame. Um, so, yeah, I'm because I picked Fangs, I will go with Fangs. But I'm hearing your arguments for Dead End Drive. I support you. But please watch Fangs because your life will change. <laughs> well, it does have Corbin Bernstein, so that's already a win for me. So I'm, 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 Why didn't you up. see this? Pedro, I was relying on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to now. All right, so uh, <laughs> Dead End Drive-In wins that one. Uh, no, so I, didn't, I didn't give my vote yet. Hold on. Oh, Carl, <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's still okay. It, it's still dead, it's still Dead End Drive-In, but I uh, okay. I, I need to write down the uh, the Snake Fangs one because I actually watched. Uh, I guess it was like a Fangs from 2002, which was a bat movie. So I wasn't <laughs> no. uh, too sure which one it was, but I did see. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so that. So the um, but the cover for one. yeah but the cover for uh, Dead End Drive In like you said it's the crow and American Graffiti and it doesn't deliver on that promise that's right and there is not a ton going on in that movie and uh, Australian cinema even from Australians they they know that it's pretty bad so uh, I'll go with Dead End Drive In yeah. and, that, and, that, and that was one of the many many uh, Mad Max ripoffs of the time exactly because, because those yeah. Aussies they they struck oil with that film. So they try to copy it for years and years. Yeah, exactly. We get yeah. shit like this, dead end driving. How come we're not getting Marvel money? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, dead end driving wins that one. My bad, Carl. I already had you checked off for dead end. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up is Resident Evil Final Chapter uh, and Campfire Tales. Uh, Pedro. You know what? I love Campfire Tales. That's a great movie. Me um, too. Is is this the one from 1991? I think it is. Yes. The one yeah. with Gunnar Hansen. 97. 97. I thought it was 97. Hold on, let me Google. There's, there's like there two. Couple, there's there two ones, them, right? This yeah, is the anthology. One. Yeah, 1997 is the anthology. Okay, well, there's two of them, and they're both anthologies. Um, oh. but I've seen both of them, so that's all good. Um. That one is good too. I like that one. It has it has the guy mm-hmm. from Swingers in it. It has the girl from The Sopranos in it, and they have a cool scene where they get into an accident, and then there's a creepy guy telling them stories, and and then at the end it turns out that they they were dead because they they have to use that trope in every fucking anthology movie. Um, so I like that one. What was it? Resident anything Resident Evil with Paul W. S. Anderson? That's a fucked up ass movie. So I'm gonna go with fucking Campfire Tales. Campfire Tales. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Carl. Yeah, the Resident Evil thing was was me. It's a, a pretty, I guess. Hope, thankfully, it was it was the final chapter, but um, it just kept falling down that rabbit hole of Paul W S Anderson 
just adding like cameos and it, it wasn't even a horror movie anymore. Uh, but um, like I said, the Campfire Tales, and I saw the one from 1991 with Satan claws and pirate yeah. accents and zombies like and things too. like that. Sign me up for that one. Campfire Tales. Oh, Campfire Tales is the winner. Okay. I don't get a vote. Uh, Well, no, just for him. Okay. He, went, <laughs> he went Resident Evil first. <laughs> we still got three to go. All right, Brian, you go next. Okay. Uh, is this the Resident Evil where they brought back Michelle Rodriguez? I think so. Fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> and spoilers, this is it. the final chapter, but it ends... Uh, make me think, yeah, that there's gonna be another one. So right. I can't. I, I love Campfire Tales, so I'm gonna have to go to Resident Evil. Resident Evil, okay. All right, uh, Heather, it's a fight now. I brought this shit to the table because this is one long ass drinking and driving fucking commercial. This is what this movie is, and so much so that when I watch this film, I'm like, all right, I did these short stories, I dig all this shit, and then it got to the end, I'm like, oh my god. It's because they were drunk and they got into a car accident. <laughs> oh, fuck my life. Oh, yeah. so and they're bad. all fucking so dead. Bad. And then I found a drinking and driving commercial that was similar about four teenagers getting into a car and oh, turning yeah. into skeletons. And I shared it to my page, which is why <laughs> I nominated this film. So Campfire Tales because I brought it to the table. You know what? I got to say this. This director had an awesome people because he called in a lot of favors. Did he? This movie has James Marsden in it. It's okay. got Smart. It's got Ron Livingston, who I said earlier that was in Swingers. It's got Kristen Taylor, uh, pre-Brady Bunch, I believe. And I'm sure they've got some other people I forget about. But I remember the cast was very impressive for a low-budget movie. And um, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed the three stories. And then the wraparound story is kind of cliche, but I enjoyed it as well. So that's why I chose it, because it's so bad, it's good. Pedro, it's fine as long as you watch Fangs, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Open person, baby. Bring it on. Hey, snake orgasms. Sign me up. All right, Cindy. <laughs> Campfire or uh, Resident Evil? I'm going to go Resident Evil because I fucking love Campfire Tales. I love that movie. I mean, I had it um, on DVD and I used to play that shit a lot. I love the oh, stories yeah. in it. Yeah, and I love, like, my favorite story is the, the locket. Um, the girl wearing the locket, but they had some. I, I believe it was like three stories. Plus, the backstory was pretty intense, in my opinion. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So I'm just gonna go Resident Evil for that one. All right. Well, uh, Campfire Tales wins it by a score of three two. So uh, they're moving on to face Dead End Drive-In in the next round. Uh, so right now we'll do Strays and Graveyard Shift. Um, Brian. Uh, I, I can't go Graveyard Shift. I love Graveyard Shift. I love the design of the creatures, so, um, I'm gonna have to go Strays. Strays it is. Uh, Cindy. I did not see strays and um i like graveyard shift as well so um i'm just gonna go strays by default <laughs> <laughs> this is not going the way i thought it would um Pedro. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry you know what uh graveyard shift has a character by the name of warwick that 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 performance needs to be seen to be believed that that's just so bizarre um but <laughs> um strays 
I remember it just sucking. Like, it had absolutely no value whatsoever. <laughs> I'm going to go with Graveyard Shift. All right. Graveyard Shift. Okay. Warwick. Is it Warwick Michael. It's got Brad Dorff in it, too, bro, so we have to put it up. Oh, yeah. Got to get some love. <laughs> Name is Tucker Cleveland in that movie. Right. <laughs> uh, Heather. You know, Pedro, I went into this hoping maybe one day you'd be my boyfriend, but I don't know. <laughs> because... <laughs> You're fading fast, Pedro. And, like, I'm just trying to be like, oh, Pedro's so awesome. And I'm like, he doesn't like strays. Pedro, it's like a billion cats in one house. And right? I am a cat guy. I do oh, have one cat. I have one cat in my house. You mean you don't have 15 billion? Has... Um, no. <laughs> for me, this Oh, God. Night of the Cats. Remember that one, Pedro? Night of a Thousand Cats. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just watched that movie. Is that a thing? Oh, I'm yeah. So yeah Hugo, Hugo Stiglitz, right? That's right. And it's an experience. It's not a thing. That movie is an experience. Okay, My grandma's I'm... house is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe she would like the movie Strays. Because <laughs> I just I love the fact that there's so many countless cats and the lead cat is so ridiculous ridiculously intelligent and super mutant power cat that it can do all this crazy shit and the ending scene where the dad convinces his toddler to crawl out the doggy door so he, she can escape all of the stray cats that are in the kitchen is just epic oh, cinema man. at its best Pedro and <laughs> so I'm going to vote with strays simply because I brought it to the table that's the only reason why all right. Well, if this wins, Phil, you got to do close this out. Stray cat strut, man. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope that Carl didn't watch Stray starring Vin Diesel since he seems to be watching all the. Uh, no, 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 not this time. <laughs> is is he a cat in that movie? Because that sounds fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? <laughs> all right. No, no, matter, no matter what, Carl. He is, remember, he's family. That's all that matters. That's right. <laughs> That's the key. Um, no, so I, I I put I put uh, Graveyard Shift on the list because uh, a lot of Stephen King adaptations from the 80s and 90s weren't really that great, um, but uh, it, it's entertaining enough. But it was just seemed kind of silly to me. Uh, however, uh, Strays, even with you know the the mutant cats and things like that, for me anything I can kick, I just find silly. Uh, so <laughs> if I had to if I had to fight sewer monsters and Graveyard Shift, I can probably you know get the courage to do that. If I if I need to, and I probably would lose. If I needed to fight off a bunch of cats, I, I probably could do it. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll, I'll go with strays. You know, no, sir. That, what that that's tells a good me, point. no, what that tells me is that none of you guys have actually been in battle with a cat. Trust me. It's not, <laughs> it's not a I, was early, I was earlier today trying to give them worm medicine. They latch on to it. and it's over, brother. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> all right, strays wins the day on that one. Um, next up, we have Jaws 3D and The Happening. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Cindy? Ah, you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. you know, Jaws is a classic for me. Um, Jaws in 3D, uh, I kind of, I, I think it, it'll kind of take over The Happening. I don't, I, I wasn't, like, uh, I'm not one of those people that hate the happening. I thought the happening was all right. But, <laughs> but um, I think I'll go with the happening on this one. The happening, okay. okay. Yeah. You guys got me crossing out all kinds of shit. 
you're going to need a bigger boat, man. You're going to need a bigger boat. All right, Pedro, what do you think? Well, I chose the happening because this is uh-huh. a very this this movie it's it's very it's a very bizarre movie. It's at the peak of of the pretentiousness of M Line Shyamalan and Lee Dong, <laughs> right. first of all. And <laughs> the thing about Marky Mark is that he literally has one expression throughout the entire movie, and that's of bewilderment. Like no matter what <laughs> happens to him, he's he's just shocked at everything throughout the entire movie. And the premise itself is so completely stupid. Um, Carl was talking about kicking cats. Well, let me ask you something. Could you kick the air? The answer to that is no, because the air is the villain in this fucking movie. Literally, the air is killing people, okay? And 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 you have John Leguizamo, who's literally there to cash a paycheck. That's literally the only reason right. he's there. He, he, he sits Indian style while Lawnmower crushes him. Um, and, and so... The, I don't know. You, this movie has to be seen to be believed because, again, it was it was M Night Shyamalan Ling Dong just ha- having a having a blank check, right? Oh, you you did you did the sixth sense. Here's a blank check. Do whatever you want. Okay, well I'm gonna do a movie where the air is killing you. Uh, and so man, it's just fucking stupid. I and love can, that you call him that every single time. Oh, got, man. You know why? That's how that. you really feel about the movie, though. <laughs> No, no, I got that from Quentin Tarantino because Quentin Tarantino, when he does these interviews, you know, he has to be polite, right? That's one of his cohorts, his fellow directors. And he always calls them M. Night Shyamalala Ling Dong, no matter where he's at. And that, that always <laughs> I <do> too. me. <laughs> Anyways, so I choose The Happening. All right, The Happening. <laughs> All right, that's two for The Happening. Uh, Carl, what do you think? Um, so Jaws 3D. Um, Jaws is basically just a prankster at SeaWorld. And uh, Dennis Quaid is doing his best Tom Cruise impression for this one, <laughs> and um, that's that's pretty much it for that movie. There's not, you know, a ton right. of jump scares. There's Louis Gossett Jr. There's uh, an underwater sequence, and um, that's pretty much it for that. But um, the happening is pretty much laughably bad. Uh, but for me, it was like the worst thing. Like uh, Pedro was saying earlier, was that uh, it seems like M Night Shyamalan took this seriously um, and thought this would get, get him back. On top, I mean, he had just done, uh, let's see, what was it, Lady in the Water, which was like, I, I don't, I don't know what the hell's going on with that movie. It was yeah. apparently a kid's uh, bedtime story that he turned into I a actually, movie I for whatever like reason. I like that one. Does that surprise anybody? It just freaked me out that the one guy had one. He worked out one arm and didn't the other. Uh, yeah, I and, bet he and did. Everything else that was going on in that movie, but. Uh, like you said, if the air is, is, is killing people and Mark Wahlberg literally has the exact same expression throughout. And um, for me, it's say hi, hi to your mother for me. It's the happening. <laughs> I well, love Marky it. Mark is not just this movie. It's his entire career. He's got oh, one. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> not though. I, but, all right. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Heather, what do you think? Like, I think Cindy and Pedro and Carl nailed it. Like, I don't know what else I could say. Uh, and fuck SeaWorld. So I'm going to go with The Happening for sure. No doubt. Somebody's seen Blackfish. That's right. And I'm still mad. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> uh, Brian, what would you think? Oh, not only is it the air, but the air teams up with plants. <laughs> Right. And then there's there's a guy that has some kind of fascination with hot dogs, and you have to hear about it. So I'm gonna have to go with that. I happening. bet he does. I didn't think I'd use that one twice in the same show. <laughs> you got the guy working out one arm and a guy who's into hot dogs, huh? 
What's going on with Caroline Camelala Lincoln? Somebody has a secret past. All right, the happening wins on that one. And uh, next up, we have. Uh, oh, this one ought to be fun. Bye, ba- bye, bye, man, and Killer Mermaid. Um, let's go, Heather. I've never seen Killer Mermaid, but I fucking dig mermaids, um, a lot. It sounds really terrible, doesn't it? Like, is it that bad? <laughs> like, who suggested it? Who brought it to the team? That was my suggestion. Cindy, is it good? Uh, hell no. That's why I saw okay. it on the list. Then I'm gonna go with Bye Bye Man because I'm supporting Cindy. And yeah. I trust her opinion. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, man. It is. Um, well, let's go Cindy next. Um, well, uh, Killer Mermaid was just not what I, you know, what I really thought it was going to be about. <laughs> I gave this film a chance for two reasons. One, I love mermaids. And two, like, you know, and two, this was an independent production. And being that I'm an indie filmmaker myself, I try to support my fellow indie filmmakers. But this was, yeah, another film that didn't deliver immediately. It took, it took the very end to reveal The Mermaid. And even then, it was a short-lived moment. The deaths sucked. And I honestly felt like they could have done a tad better. You know, overall, the aesthetics weren't half bad for a low-budget film. And they had some nice locations. Regardless, it won't make up for the time wasted on this film. Remember, you will never be able to get the time you've lost in watching this. Keep that in mind when you're considering to give this a go, Horror Files. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so, Killer Mermaid is your winner on that one, huh? Yep, all the okay. way. Because <laughs> it was my call. <laughs> uh, Brian, what do you think? Well, Phil, you know the Bye Bye Man is in the Hall of Fame of on our show for one of the worst movies. That it is. I've never came out of a movie with so many unanswered questions. The writing is completely lazy. I mean, there's a guy that works at a, I believe, a flower uh, plant shop, greenhouse or whatever, and his name is Mr. Flower. Like, his actual <laughs> name is Mr. Flower. So... <laughs> I, I, brilliant I have, writing, Brian. What are you talking about? <laughs> I have to go with the bye bye man. All right, bye bye man. It is uh, Pedro? What do you think? Well, I've tried to watch the bye bye man one time in the theaters. Now, I've gone to the theaters hungover. I've gone to the theaters drunk. I've gone to the theaters <laughs> high. I've gone to the theaters heartbroken. I've gone to the theaters after a twelve-hour shift. And I've never fallen asleep in the movie theater not one time, except for one time when I was trying to watch the Bye Bye Man. Oh, so no. I'm going to have to go with the Bye Bye Man. Bye Bye Man. Mine was, uh, what was that one? The Tall Man or whatever the fuck it was. The movie's sorry. Oh, man Avoiding the theaters at all costs. Yeah, the Tall Man. Right? Think, oh, man. We both, we both fell man. asleep in that one. That was it. <laughs> that movie was horseshit. All right. Uh, Carl, Bye Bye Man or Killer Mermaid? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Bye Bye Man. I think the Killer Mermaid, um, like like it was stated before, had good locations, some eye candy, so that was cool. Uh, but there's not much to it. Uh, but Bye Bye Man, my initial thoughts after finishing that movie a couple of days ago, because that was my first time watch for that, was everyone in this deserves better. Uh, they brought <laughs> Faye Dunaway into this. It's like Jesus oh, Christ, what is, what is happening? 
Somebody needs to pay their taxes, in, huh? Those Dunstan checks in checks uh, stopped <laughs> a long time ago. So, um, yeah, it and it was just kind of like, what what is happening throughout this entire movie? Um, so I, I'll I'll go with uh, the Bye Bye Man. All right, <laughs> Bye Bye Man, it is. Uh, it's our winner, and it goes up against either Don't Panic or uh, Night of the Comet, uh, which we recently watched. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll start with Brian on this one. What do you think? Don't Panic or Night of the Comet? Oh, it's Don't Panic. Night of the Comet doesn't even belong on this list. <laughs> it's Ooh. awful, but it's awesome at the same Shot, time. Shots fired. <laughs> um, Heather, what do you think? Well, like, Brian knows a lot. So I'm just going to agree with him because I haven't seen Don't Panic. And I really like Night of the Comet, so mm-hmm. don't panic. <laughs> All right, Carl. So again, that was me, shame. Uh, I, I put Night of the Comet. It has a cool concept, but it's kind of a worse version of the Dawn of the Dead. And it's, it's only two, <laughs> oh, two airheads at the mall. However, in, in my defense... Uh, when they're when they're uh, assaulted by whatever that gang is, the line "I'm not crazy, I just don't give a fuck" was a highlight for me. Um, <laughs> so that that saved it for me. And don't panic. I just wrote down uh, adult pajamas and smash cuts. There were a lot of those in there That's for right. for don't panic. So I'm gonna go with don't panic. Don't panic. <laughs> Hey, I think uh, Night of the Comet absolutely belongs in there. It is so bad, it's good. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, the problem is it's so bad it's too good. All right, uh, Pedro. Well, I, I like Night of the Comic because it's an LA movie and I'm from LA, so there's a lot of places that I recognize, and it's got some cool scenes in there as well. But I wouldn't say it's great, so it, it, I'm gonna have to go with Don't Panic. A because I I chose it, and B because you have this is one of those movies that you have to see to believe because it takes a while for your brain to kind of register what's actually going on. Right, because it's it's a it's a nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. You know, uh, a, a young man who I don't know if he's a teenager. He definitely looks like he's in his early twenties. It's a, it's a Mexican production. It's, it was it was done okay. by a guy called Ruben Galindo Jr., who also has done a couple of other movies that are well known, uh, Cemetery of Terror and and Grave Robbers, which which are better films. Um, and and so in this particular movie, it's about this young man. Again, I, I'm using quotation marks. Who uh, who has a night with his friends and they play the Ouija board, right? And mm-hmm. somehow in there, one of the friends gets possessed by the Ouija board, and the other guy, the one the quote unquote young man, gets to see when the killer is killing through his eyes. It's actually a pretty clever concept. It's just shot. It's all fucked up the way they shoot it. But what what people remember about this movie is that the majority of the movie takes place with this young uh, blonde headed kid wearing pajamas but he's an adult like he's like in his it's very surreal when you see it because like you know they want to make it seem like he's like a teenager maybe 15 years old but it's obvious he's not it's kind of it's kind of like what we're dealing with right now with uh with with the kid from burial ground it's just it doesn't match with what what we're seeing right it's a mind Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of there's a lot of of scenes like that and don't panic so I'm going to have to go with Don't Panic for that reason, just because it's very surreal and, and you have to kind of get used to it. It's one of those culture clash movies as well. So I'm going with Don't Panic. All right, Don't Panic. Uh, Cindy, what about you? Yeah, it's the same for me, Don't Panic. <laughs> A landslide for Don't Panic. All right, uh, that's the first side of our first round. Lance, you want to take over? 
Yeah. All right. Let's go to the uh, to the other side of the bracket. Uh, round one looks like we've got some pretty good contenders. A lot more. Um, damn. I'm, I'm hoping for some closer cl- some closer battles on this side, guys. So don't let me down. So why don't we start out with two things that are that are very very similar, um, in that they both start with the words Texas and chainsaw. So we've got uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Next Generation, yes, that is the one with Matthew McConaughey. And uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. So, Brian, you want to jump in first? Oh, I, I do love me some Andrea Daddario. I know you're listening. What's up? But <laughs> this, this is an over-polished movie. It's just hot people getting themselves into bad situations and I, the, the 3D effects are totally bad. So I'm going to have to go with that one as the the worst because I, I, I have fun with the with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's a, it's a uh, who's, uh, what's the, what's his name? He does an overtop performance in it. Somebody oh. help me out. You're McConaughey, talking about Matthew right? McConaughey? Which one are we? Is Oh, this, this is the next generation. I thought yeah, oh, the one God. with uh, Renee not, Zellweger and you're Matthew talking about McConaughey. Bill you're talking about Bill Mosley. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Music is my life! Okay, all right. I, Bill Mosley. My list is cut off right here. I, th- I got the wrong one. Oh, I, the Matthew McConaughey one. <laughs> <sighs> Gotta love that chase scene on the road at the beginning. Yeah, yeah and he, he has a knee brace that's for... Controlled by a remote control for some reason. <laughs> right. I, I it seems seat. like a bad idea. Did he, then again, Brian, I really would not mind seeing Alexander Daddario in 3D. True. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Next Generation. I'll change my pick. All right. That's one for Next Gen. Uh, Heather, I'm going to call on you next because you, you just guys just covered a lot of remakes and stuff, and you went through a lot of the... <laughs> Like all the series of Chucky and everything else. So what do oh, you no, think? We didn't go all through the series. I'm still trying to figure out the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. If someone can fucking explain it to me, I would really appreciate it. Because I don't get it. Um, maybe Pedro and I can do that sometime together. <laughs> but um, I, I brought Texas Chainsaw 3D to the table. But I didn't know someone was going to bring Texas next generation and they were going to go up against each other and to me there's no competition like matthew mcconaughey and rosa selwiger are just fucking jokes in that movie <laughs> like it's just so fucking ridiculous um i'm gonna go with that as my pick nice all right next gen uh cindy what do you think yeah i'm gonna go with uh texas chainsaw massacre the next generation for the same reasons, of course. <laughs> yeah, make makes sense. Uh, Pedro? I'm going to go with uh, Next Generation. Like I said, that little gimmick that he's got on his knee like ma- never <laughs> made sense to me. Be- and then there's the part where they, they use it as, as a plot point because somehow they jam the remote control and he can't get out of that. His knee keeps on going up and down. So he's kind of stuck for a while. Yeah, but, what is the purpose of that? There's a button where it just makes his knee go... And it's a it's a TV remote control that controls his feet. <laughs> by the way, it's um, some kind of sex thing. I just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> and, then, and then also, it has the weirdest ending because they introduce this uh, another like 
like plot point to the movie where there's right. like, this one guy that has like a stomach that has little keys in it. And then, Good Lord. So, so they so they kind of like nipple piercings. There you go. That's what it is. And then and then they enha- so they try to enhance the mythology, right? They, they could never. Well, after part one, they never got it right. Never. And, and you and that that that, that movie is like the X Men franchise. You cannot connect it anymore. It's done. <laughs> like no matter how much you go back in time and and reset the present and whatever the fuck you do, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre is fucked. All right. Thank you, Pedro. Oh. I feel better now that I can't follow it. Thank <laughs> and, you. And, and, I, and I know, and I know, I know it's just to say this, but I'm also including Toby Hooper's one in there because that's completely wacko too in another way. But it's also charming, so we're gonna give that one a pass. Um, but I'm gonna have to go with the Texas Chainsaw Next Generation. Next gen. Okay, uh, Carl. Uh, so I think this is uh, if if it's not a sweep, uh, it, it's close enough to a sweep. Uh, it's it's Texas a sweep. Chainsaw Next Generation, but. Uh, 3D was kind of the same category as Killer Mermaids, where it's like, hey, you know, nice locations, eye candy, pretty cool kills, I guess, for what it was, but it's not, you know, great. But uh, Next Generation, you've got Zellweger, you've got McConaughey, you've got the 90s, and what a terrible combination those all make. Lots of cocaine. Lots of cocaine. But as a, as a satire, you know, it's 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 crazy that Scream came out the next year. That was both genuinely scary and funny in parts. That was only kind of a year away. Uh, and Matthew McConaughey's performance is, is top notch. So next generation for me. All right. Yep. It's a landslide. Um, let's move on to the next one. Damn, I'm hoping for some competition here. Not sure if we're going to get it because the next one is uh, Kiss of the Vampire uh, going against Shocking Dark. Uh, Pedro? I'm going to have to go with them Italians with Shocking Dark, man, especially because they steal. They blatantly steal. This is this was directed by a guy called Bruno Mattei, by the way, who stole from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he steals the uh, the logo or the or the poster of Terminator Part 2, right, with Arno and the blinking red eye. No, actually, it was from Part 1. And he right. called it Terminator 2. He actually called it Terminator 2. And then <laughs> and then, and then our, our boy Jimmy Cameron is like, but brother, you're about to get sued. And he's like, no, I'm not, because now it's called Shocking Dark. See how that worked out? So so that's what we that's the movie that we have now. It's Shocking Dark. And it and the movie is weird because this Bruno Mattei steals the title, Terminator 2, but the movie's like alien. It's an alien exactly. ripoff. Yep. So what the fuck is going on here? And so it's actually pretty fun in parts, although a little slow in other parts. So I'm going to have to go with Shocking Dark on this one. Okay, that's one for Shocking Dark. Heather? Well, I've never seen either movie, but I just did a quick Google search, and I see the team of soldiers and civilians are sent to Venice to investigate the mysterious death of scientists who are trying to clean polluted waters. And I care about the environment, so I'm going to go with yeah. <laughs> Shocking Dark. And Pedro gave a, a great description, so we're going to go with that. Okay, another vote for Shocking Dark, and Brian? I am also going to have to go with Shocking Dark, just based off the fact they tried to get by by calling it Terminator 2. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, Cindy? Well, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm the one that chose Kiss of the Vampire, and... um. There were like no real vampires. There was like no real, no real kills. Um, at the end, there was just some weird bat orgy, and is that's the one with Alyssa Milano, right? No, it's not. It's it's uh, (laughs) this the one from the sixties? Um, I believe it was from the uh, yes, nineteen sixty-three. 
Right, okay. right. The one with Alyssa Milano had slightly more porn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're, you're right because it was a, I remember it was a Cinemax movie so you're probably right mm-hmm. on that <laughs> so yeah so I'm gonna stick with uh, Kiss of the Vampire okay Kiss of the Vampire and uh, let's see I, I think that leaves Carl yeah so let me see for Kiss of the Vampire I had just taken some notes and I was gonna I was gonna excuse some of the acting because you know it's 1963 but some of the uh, the Scooby-Doo style animation the bats just kind of hanging around <laughs> during the attack kind of took me out and shocking dark like Pedro had mentioned before so it's marketed as Terminator 2 and it's a ripoff of the original Terminator and aliens but it's in all kind of the worst ways but something is at least happening in that movie and I, I absolutely love term well I love the actual Terminator 2 uh, and <laughs> and aliens and just a, a bad crappy version of that um, still gives me joy so I'll go with Terminator 2 also known as Shocking Dark. I think we're going to get more uh, more battles in the second and third rounds, obviously. All right. Yeah, not too many battles yet. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's another not quite clean sweep. We got one, one vote for Kiss of the Vampire, at least. Um, hopefully this next one will be closer. Uh, Carl, let's get this one started with you, man. April Fool's Day uh, versus Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. Uh, let's see. Um... For April Fool's Day, when I watched that movie, I was completely turned off by the end just to find out that it was all – it was very frustrating because it was all just a series of pranks. So at the end, it was kind of like, fuck this movie. And then for <laughs> Silent Night, Dead, or Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, uh, the greatest line in that thing is garbage day. Um, so I had to read up on the first classic. one from back around, but at least it has, has kills that actually matter. So – uh, to not be frustrated, I'm just going to go with Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2. All right. Vote for Silent Night. Uh, Cindy, what do you think? Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 2 as well. Okay, that's two votes for Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Pedro? Man, you guys are not you guys are not giving cyanide daylight to some justice. Let me talk a little bit about this fucking movie. <laughs> what do you get when you get half a film, which is part one, by the way, and you only have enough money to shoot half of another film? So you you're, give it to you're being generous by saying half. A little, <laughs> little bit more than half the film. So you give it you give money to the director and say, go make me a 35 minute short and splice it with this movie that I already have here, Cyanide Daylight Part One. Okay, fine. Then they get this actor who, by the way, was so ashamed by this performance that he completely vanished off the face of the earth for like 30 years until they found him recently. I think his name is Eric Newman. Um, is he still and, alive? No, no. I think they just found him. And he he kind of caught on to that <laughs> fame that this movie gave him because this movie was like a cult movie for years. And they couldn't mm-hmm. find this guy, the fucking garbage day guy. Where is he? We can't find him. So he finally he finally came out of wherever the fuck he was at and. He said, it's me, I'm here. And then he's kind of been milking the, the, the convention fest after that. But um, so he's very melodramatic in this movie. There, it, you know, his mood doesn't match his affect. Like he, 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 has, he has that bug eye look when he shouldn't. He, he's very monotone when he should be excited. It's, very, it's a very <laughs> awkward performance. All right? and, and, and then um, so, so you, you have to sit through, the, through half of part one. To get to the to the right. actual movie, which is part two. Now here's where it gets fucking stupid. So the, the, the <laughs> oh, movie, here's where <laughs> the movie the movie plays in flashback form, right? Now one of the things that I'll never forget, because even when I was a little kid, I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. 
the the he plays the brother of the killer from part one, but he has a flashback of him being a baby, seeing his mother get killed. He's like, he's like a year old. I'm like, how the fuck do you Correct. remember? There's literally no way you remember that. And of course, there, there's this wacky fucking jock, blonde looking dude that also steals the show. He almost steals the show if it wasn't for the lead, by the way. Um, he gets electrocuted with a with with a car battery that's very wacky, um, <laughs> and and of course at the end he uh, the brother who's called Ricky he also becomes a killer Santa, and then he goes on a murder spree at the end. So if, if you could sit through that first half, which is pretty much part one, it I think part two uh, the second half is pretty watchable and wacky and and enjoyable in a B movie kind of way. So I'm going I'm going with Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two. Wow. Okay. Another for Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Brian, what do you think? Uh, Pedro said everything I was going to say, so <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Silent Night Part 2. Oh, man. Uh, Heather, are you going to give us our one-off vote on this one? I like April Fool's Day. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I thought it was a good movie. Um, but but is I it so that... bad it's good? No, I really liked Pedro's rant. Like, I don't know, Pedro's winning me over. I feel like he could sell me on anything. Um, so Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. I, I've never seen it, but I've seen the first one, which I hear is like seeing the second one. So uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. Nice. But wackier. But wackier. Definitely. You, you should have seen, Pe- seen Pedro last la- or with No, not last year, Pedro. Because last year we couldn't go anywhere, right? When were we in Salem? Uh, 2019, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, we're in Salem, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Pedro. Pedro sold me all those those cheesy haunted houses in Salem where we couldn't get the fucking door open. <laughs> <laughs> Literally locked us in the fucking haunted house. You guys were acting out the movie Haunt from 2019. Was that? I think we were. <laughs> oh, but, Lucky you didn't get burned alive. <laughs> last time they're playing this, there came a point, and no, and none of us said it because we're too prideful. But there came, there, there came a point where we're stuck in this haunted house and we legitimately can't get out. But none of us is actually, none of us want to actually freak out, so we're playing it cool. And so we finally, we, we go into one of those side entrances where they, where, where the, where the hired guys are gonna scare you. That's right. at. And that's how we got out. We cheated to get yeah. out. He tried to, and he tried to hold the door to keep us in. That's funny. <laughs> that's right. He did. <laughs> it, was, it was so scary. A little bit of pee came out. And, oh man! Remember the guy, the guy started following us with a machete after we exited the house. We're all in the street now, by 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 the ocean or whatever. And this motherfucker's still chasing us with a machete. Oh, oh man! Yeah, we'd already gotten our money's worth at that point, right? <laughs> all right. Have to use bathroom anymore. Win win. <laughs> yep, we were we were set. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, the ne- now. This one's gonna be close. I guarantee you. This one's going to come down to a tiebreaker. So let's jump in here and get a real game going. Cindy, House by the Cemetery or Birdemic? Okay. (laughs) I'm going to have to go with Birdemic. Um, House by the Cemetery was was good and bad. So it, it had elements of good to me and elements of like really shit. Like, what the fuck kind of moments? (laughs) Especially when, like, the monsters came in and, you know, the effects work was was pretty fucking shitty. But it was shitty to the point that it was really funny and entertaining. So I got something from it. Birdemic was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go Birdemic on this one. Nice. One vote for Birdemic. Uh, Heather? I've never seen Birdemic. 
like that sounds really bad. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> a stupid name for a movie. Especially right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's the birds, but worse. <laughs> so I'm it's exactly that. So I'm gonna go with that. Birdemic. Okay. Uh, let's see. Pedro. So I chose House House by the Cemetery for a couple of reasons. It's actually a pretty decent movie. And next to Birdemic, it's a classic, I'll be honest with you. But um, there's a couple of things that, that don't sit well with me. First of all, there's a little kid in this movie, and his name is just Bob, right? And that's so awkward <laughs> to me. He's like, he's, like, he's, like, he's like a nine-year-old kid. who call, they, they don't call him Robbie. They don't call him Rob. They don't call him, they don't call him Robert. He's just Bob. Mm-hmm. Bob, come here, Bob. Bob. Yeah, that's a weird name for a nine-year-old. <laughs> and then also, at the end of the movie, without no warning, it, there, there, there's, a, there's a big caption that says, it, at the end, we don't know, are the kids the monsters or are the monsters the kids? And mind you, the movie doesn't play nothing okay. to that. I don't get it. Have you Anybody that's seen it, I don't know, it just, it just didn't sit well with me. So I, that was always kind of bizarre to me. So that's why I put it here. It's just awkward. But Birdemic, that's in a class in itself. That one might win. I'll be honest with you. I don't know who picked it, but that's a great choice <laughs> because... First of all, we're talking about birds that start attacking people, and when they when they attack you, they make like a like a plane that's about to crash into, <laughs> oh and, go, and then they explode, <laughs> right? And, and, the, and the effects are horrible. They're like horrible. They're like Windows nine like ninety five shit, you know? With like, Eden Malkazelser. Yeah, <laughs> right. You live in Galveston. You see, you see people do yeah. that all the time, right? Do you guys have birds that make uh, planes that are crashing into the Earth's noises over there in Galveston? Yeah, pretty close <laughs> to it. Fucking seagulls are pretty goddamn annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to go with Birdemic. Okay, another for Birdemic. Uh, Brian? I've never seen House by the Cemetery, but unfortunately I have seen Birdemic, <laughs> so I'm going to have to go with that one. Oh no, it's going to be another runaway, right, Carl? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think House by the Cemetery still has some some good gore in it. Um, but Birdemic for me, I, again, first watch for me, uh, I think yesterday, uh, my first thoughts were there's there's hangers and green screen birds. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then diving back into like the history of it, it was made by uh, a guy who wanted to make kind of an environmental movie and just a, a bunch of different things. Um, and they all wound up very shitty uh but as i kept as i kept watching it turned into something that that reminded me of something that uh tommy wiseau from the room should have directed and definitely it was as like the plot shifts terrible dialogue and dive bombing birds when all that started to take place this became amazing and i think what pedro was saying before this might run away with the whole thing but it's it's bird demon for me hands down i think i think a commentary is coming Oh, hi, birds. It definitely needs one. Oh, hi, birds. <laughs> okay. Lance, have, right. you seen, have you seen Birdemic? Never. Okay. I haven't either. <laughs> Never. <laughs> you guys are in for a treat. Okay. <laughs> going to have to watch it. All right. Well, for now, we're going to go from birds to bees as we're going to go the Wicker Man. The, yes, the Nicolas Cage version. Not the bees! Um, versus Night of the Lepus. Brian. Oh, oh, the bees, the bees, Nicolas Cage. I'm going to have to go with the Wicker Man. <laughs> All right. One for the Wicker Man. Cindy? Um, 
I am trying to remember the Night of the Lepers. The killer uh, rabbits, I, I think. <laughs> big bunny rabbits looking yes. for 45 I didn't. I don't think I uh, seen the Night of the Lepers, so I'm just uh, going to go with uh, the Nick Cage version of, <laughs> of, of, of the Wicker Man. All Nothing right. A holy yeah. hand grenade can't take care of. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big fan of the originals, to be quite honest, either. The I can't take all the dancing. There. No. Oh, come There's on. Cindy, no, I feel no. you. I feel I'm you. sorry. I can't. <laughs> it it's was okay. Just, yeah, you know. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Cindy, uh, you're in a safe space here. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> we feel you. We're with you. We're I don't know. I just, I, you know, the, the naked women dancing around for hours, like, just didn't, you know, do anything for me. It was just very weird. But, uh, for Lance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why guys really enjoy the film. But <laughs> yeah, but the thing, yeah, I'm not a big fan of musicals, period, anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> Brian, are you? <laughs> Nah, I'm kind of feeling her on that one. Not a big fan of the musicals. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to uh, Carl. What's your vote, man? Uh, so I think for the Wicker Man, I mean, it's it's obviously pure Cage at his craziest. Uh, he's bouncing off the walls. There's bear suits, bees. Uh, not great, but there's something there's something there for entertainment value. And also, I just read uh, "Congrats to Nicholas Cage on his fifth marriage today." So. Uh, maybe that's a point, that's a point is that real? So, Lucky number five. Uh, and, and for, for Night of the Lepus, I mean, the poster, I mean, I, I looked at the poster first because I'd never, never seen it before. And I was like, okay, this kind of looks interesting. And then when you when you uh, start watching, you're like, wait, hold on. This is rabbits? Uh, and it's apparently based <laughs> off of a book, which I assume is just as terrible. And these aren't horrifying yeah. monsters. They're just giant cuties. So uh, the Wicker Man. All right, another for the Wicker Man, uh, Pedro. I believe this was the beginning of Nick Cage's descent into madness as an actor. This was one of the first ones that everybody started noticing that this guy's collecting two hundred dollar, two hundred thousand dollars stolen dinosaur heads from the black market <laughs> and naming their kid Cal Al, all that shit. Um, all right. So, so yeah, no, this was this was see we're seeing history with the Wicker Man because this was the first or or one of the first movies that we got the true cage, right? Which is something that yes. we're watching now. So I'm definitely going to, if you want to see the beginning of something great, watch the Wicker Man. So I'm going to go with the Wicker Man. What okay. was that one that we watched last week where he, or a couple weeks ago where he was like a lawyer or some shit? Oh, Kiss of the Vampire. Kiss of the Vampire. Man, fuck yeah. That yeah, was, that was that was pretty wacky. Oh, cage. that was Vampire's Kiss though, right? Or... Vampire's Kiss. Yeah, Vampire's Kiss, yeah. Yeah. No, that was pretty wacky. <laughs> yeah, I gave it what a nine or a nine point five, right? <laughs> that was wacky cage before I thought he was wacky. <laughs> All right. So the Wicker Man takes it, and we're moving on to the next round. Um, Heather, please go first on this one, because I'm hoping that you're going to change this and start making these competitive for us. Uh, so, okay, think, 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 put on your thinking cap here. Sleepaway Camp Part 2, or <laughs> what we've done a commentary on, Chopping Mall. Man, Lance, like, I'm sorry you didn't like my remake episode, but... I loved I it! Are you kidding me? <laughs> I love all your episodes. You guys are awesome. I'm just teasing. Um, this is hard. When you when you sent this, I looked at that and I was like, oh, fuck, man. I hope I don't go first on that one. Because... 
I like Chopping Mall, and I like Sleepaway Camp, too. I think it's really cheesy and ridiculous. Um, fuck. And which, it's one, the best... which one deserves to move on, though? Man, I'm going to say Sleepaway Camp, too, because there's just lines in that that kill me. And how overly sugary sweet Angela is in parts of it. I, yeah. I really, I really, oh, Sleepaway Camp too. I can't, Pedro will give a good argument later. We'll get to Pedro and Carl and they'll stay stuck. <laughs> and maybe Cindy will throw in some jams too. So like, we'll just let them talk. I'm going to go to Sleepaway Camp too. <laughs> nice. A vote for Sleepaway Camp too. Pedro, let's hear what you have to say, man. Well, I agree with Heather. This is a tough choice because I love both of these movies. They're, they're is, this like, so, is this Sophie's choice? <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, they're both so good. They're 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 bad. They're I'm, I've been drinking, so my words are starting to. <laughs> I believe Pedro, me too. Join the club, dude. <laughs> Anyways, both of these movies are so bad they're good, and I could watch them a thousand times over. It's it's they're good movies in that sense, right? Now, what, what makes me sad is that Pamela Springsteen, who's the sister of Bruce Springsteen, who knows where the fuck she's at? She's like the guy from Saturday Night, Dead Night 2. She vanished after these performances because she did the third one as well. And we never, nobody's ever been able to locate her for an interview or something, her thoughts, right, about this, these films. Because um, they do have a big cult following. And they're good movies. And she's wacky and she's entertaining. And they're, and they're actually... Uh, semi spoofs on the slasher genre at this time. That's why you see the cover. Another another cover that's bullshit. By the way, we never see that girl that has the Freddy Claus and the Jason mask. We never see her in the movie. Um, but anyway, so I'm gonna go with uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp Two. But Shopping Mall is also a great movie. That's what I got. Okay, say. vote for Sleepaway Camp Two, Brian. Uh, Shopping Mall does not even belong on this list. It's a fantastic movie. Rest in peace, Dick Miller. <laughs> Sleepaway Camp 2 is my pick. Okay. Sleepaway Camp. Cindy? Well, I was the one that chose Sleepaway Camp 2. Um, I don't really think like uh, Pamela Springsteen's uh, performance was kind of shitty. Like, you know, I mean, when you're watching the first Sleepaway Camp, you know, you're expecting kind of something similar. Well, in my opinion, anyway. And I didn't get that delivery with her. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to go Sleepaway Camp 2. Um, Chopping Mall is a bad, good movie for me. Um, I really enjoy it. It's, it has a little bit more nostalgia for me because of the whole, like, you know, mall, obviously. And, um, yeah, and that one's a little bit fun. It's cheesy, but it... I don't know. I got a little more fun out of that one. Um, I didn't like the kills in Sleepaway Camp 2. So Sleepaway Camp 2 it is. Okay. Oh, so uh, Cindy, have you seen Part 3, which is pretty much the same as Part 2? Yeah. Part three? Okay. Yeah. No, I, I I probably got through, you know, a few minutes and just kind of turned it off. Yeah, I wasn't fit of it either. Okay. <laughs> Carl, is it yet another unanimous uh, runaway? No, just to break it up. Uh, I'll I'll give it to Chopping Mall. I mean, this is this this it's movie about that, time. No 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 pun intended. <laughs> just to break Mall. it up. This, this uh this this movie is absolute eighties, and for whatever reason, I love it. I mean, they've got kind of the uh, the robots from Rocky Four uh, as Robocops, <laughs> and, and, and oh, that's right. In a group of like twenty year olds, the coolest place to hang out for the night is at the mall. Uh, the kills are pretty cool, even if you you know you could probably just throw a sheet over the robots and tip them over. Uh, but they do have lasers, which is pretty cool. And Sleepaway Camp is actually pretty good. Um, so I'll 
But just to just to break it up, break up the monotony, I'll give it to Chopping Mall for this round. Okay. At least we got one vote for it. Um, Carl, if you want to step up to the plate for the next one, we're going to have What Lies Below versus Alone in the Dark. All right. So both both of these were actually mine, and they are for two separate reasons. Uh, I will start with Alone in the Dark. Um, this is this is the movie that literally made me become a better critical thinker before going into movies. I think I thought the trailer looked cool, but I was also 17 at the time. Um, no kidding. And, and I also didn't know Uwe Boll. Uh, oh, Uwe Boll. Okay. So uh, he basically watching that movie almost drained the, the, my love of movies out of my body. Uh, and it's <laughs> it's not so bad that it's good. It's just so bad that it angers me. I yeah. hate this fucking movie. Uh, so <laughs> I will uh, I'll give it to What Lies Below. But one of the weird things about What Lies Below is that there's so much going on here. There's uh, the main girl is in her mid twenties playing a teenager who's like 16 years old who's still going to camp with, like, actual 10- to 11-year-olds, which is really weird. Oh, God. Uh, and then uh, there's a very desperate Mina Savari and a guy who's, like, preying on housewives to make more of his alien water babies or something like that. Uh, I wasn't scared, but I did want to call the cops to report a predator. So I'm going with what, what lies below. <laughs> that was a wild description of a plot right there. <laughs> it's a wild movie, believe me. And it's accurate. I've seen that movie. That's accurate description. <laughs> well, uh, Heather, that being said, which which one deserves to move on? Oh, I think it was Carl, and, and he's right. That's <laughs> up the movie. Um, I haven't seen Alone in the Dark, uh, but I did watch What Lies Below, and when I first watched it, I'm like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But hearing someone talk about it, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was that bad. <laughs> and it feels and it feels kind of like there was a couple horror films that came out in 2020 last year. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys watched any of them, but they felt like Lifetime movies. Like it's kind of like if you had right. a partner that maybe right, like right. kind of like Lifetime Christmas movies and maybe you wanted to kind of get them to maybe like horror movies. Maybe you would try <laughs> this, but it wasn't fully horror. That's what What Lies Below remind me of. So I'm going to go with What Lies Below. What Lies Below, Pedro? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Well, I, well, I got to see this movie last year as well. And, yeah, that third act is very weird. Because, I don't know. It just There's a part where there's, like, four... I had to rewind at one time because there was, like, four or five different... I guess, was it a merman? I don't know what the fuck this guy was. <laughs> but he was some sort of... Uh, and that's revealed towards the end, so spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Sorry about that. Um, but don't watch it. Or watch it. I don't care. And, <laughs> and, and so... The, yeah, he 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 gets uh um the the lead girl the the sixteen twenty three year old, um who, like, <laughs> he, tie, he ties her up and then uh, we don't even know this guy's motivation. He wants to mate with them, but then at the end we find out there's more mermats running around and they're gonna oh do the same God. shit. And it just it's it's a, it's a chore to sit through. And that's that's only the third act. You have to you have to sit to that slog of the first right. hour to get there. Um, so I'm gonna go with what lies below. Okay, what lies below, Brian? What do you think? I will have to go with what lies below because this movie is so bad that I forgot I even watched it. <laughs> uh oh, done that. Uh, Cindy, you want to give us one dissenting vote? I uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to go with what lies below too. It was it was a very weird movie. <laughs> it was really creepy. So yeah, I'm gonna go with what lies below. Okay, what lies below moves on. Uh, Cindy, uh, start us out on the next round. We got a couple of horrors or a couple of classic horror movies. Return to Horror High. 
And Satan's Little Helper, what do you think deserves to move on? I'm going to go with Return to Horror High. I was the one that chose this film. <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody has watched Horror High, uh, but um, there is no relation whatsoever. And, to- um, totally different movies, huh? Two totally different films, and um, I believe it was George Clooney's, one of George Clooney's earlier films, too. He had, like, a cameo in it or something like that. Um, Yeah, it was shit. Um, I'm going to go with uh, (laughs) Return to Horror High. I mean, they're returning to Horror High, but, you know, Horror High had a whole different, like, premise. (laughs) They shouldn't even been called that. I don't even know why they called it that, but, yeah. Okay, what do you think, Brian? Uh, the George Clooney uh, cameo couldn't have saved this movie, so uh, retor- <laughs> return to horror high. Okay, <laughs> Heather. Well, I brought Satan's Little Helper to the table because I couldn't stand that movie when I had to watch it, minus the shopping cart scene. I don't know if anyone has seen this movie, <laughs> but when uh, yeah, they're I've running over people in the fucking parking lot, I thought it was hilarious. But outside of that, I. I couldn't stand it. So because I brought it, I'm going to stand by it. Satan's Little Helper. Okay, nice. We got a vote vote for Satan's Little Helper. Uh, Carl, what do you think? Uh, I'm also going to go with Satan's Little Helper. It's a very long hour and 40 minutes. Uh, (laughs) Some some of the things in there are funny, but kind of the costume changes Mm -hmm. at the end are funny. And, you know, some of that, the, the shopping cart scene. But even as a satire, just there's a lot of just bad stuff in between the the good. So I'm gonna go with uh, Satan's Little Helper and uh, shout outs to George Clooney for Return to Horror High. So, <laughs> all right. So finally, two to two, it is. Pedro, you it's all up to you, man. Now is this, is this mullet George Clooney or non mullet George Clooney? Oh, this is mullet that's... George Clooney to the extreme. <laughs> all right, because he's also in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's one of his other uh, <laughs> er- earlier earlier movies so if you want to if you want to have a good double feature watch attack of the killer tomatoes followed by return to horror high you might get about two minutes worth of george clooney in the early years combined (laughs) so um maybe but i'm gonna long enough for me (laughs) with mullet though and and, then mullet clooney which i'm a huge fan of um (laughs) so so i'm gonna have to go with saying's little helper because yeah, that shopping cart scene is is, is I, I love it, and that and this movie actually has a big following for who knows what reason because people do enjoy it. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, so I'm gonna go with that. All right. So finally, we gotta have, have a tiebreaker at the end, and Satan's little helper moves on, Philip. All right, Satan's little helper it is. Uh, we'll move on to round two. We got Lip in the Hood versus Burial Ground. <laughs> oh, this is where it's gonna get fun. <laughs> Who takes it home? Uh, Cindy. I'm going to go left, left in the hood on this one. <laughs> left in the hood. Yeah. Left in the hood is going to take it home. Yep. Uh, Pedro. We didn't even bring up that in left in the hood, there's a lot of melodrama, too, which makes it even more awkward. <laughs> so I'm going to go with left in the hood. All right. Carl. There's there's a lot of good bad in uh, Leprechaun in the Hood, so Leprechaun in the Hood. Woo. Taking it to the house. Heather. Creepy incest burial ground. Creepy <laughs> incest. All right. Takes, it. Takes a point. Brian, what do you think? Uh, there's a scene in Lep in the Hood where they dress up like women, and I don't know why. Ah, so I'm going to have that's to go right, with that. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking Lep in the Hood. Man. 
All right. Well, well, despite the incest, Lep in the Hood takes it. Uh, <laughs> next up is Dead End Drive-In. Uh, well, Carl, did I, I did you, right? You said Lep. Yep, you got me. Okay. Um, next up is Dead End Drive-In and Campfire Tales. Uh, Brian? Uh, I'm going to have to go with... Did we already do Dead End Drive-In? Yeah. Oh, okay, Dead End Drive-In. I'm sorry. I'm not... Dead End Drive-In wins it. Okay. With, with Brian, at least. Yeah. Uh, Heather, what do you think? Dead End Drive-In. Okay. Carl? Uh, dead end for me. All right. Pedro? Dead end driving. Let's keep it going. Clean sweep. Cindy? Yep, that was my, my choice. Dead end driving. Such there a it is. All right, dead end driving. But for now, it moves on. Uh, all right, next up, we got Strays versus The Happening. Uh, Pedro? The Happening, man, that's... Yeah, the happening. Shamalama ding dong. All right. Uh, Cindy? I'm going to go with the happening. All right. Brian? Oh, I got to go with the happening. Isn't Mark Wahlberg supposed to be like the smartest guy in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> He's like a teacher, right? Plot hole. Yeah. Okay. All right. The happening. Uh, Heather? Strays. I'm gonna stand by my cat, so it doesn't matter. But <laughs> uh, Carl, you can't fight the air. The happening, <laughs> especially when they team up with the trees. <laughs> <laughs> the right, greatest tag team ever. The happening takes it. Uh, next up, we got a uh, bye bye man versus don't panic. Um. Heather. Well, I'm going to go with Bye Bye Man, because that's the one I've seen. All right. Carl. I'll still stick with Bye Bye Man, because, again, I, I, I keep... I'll, I'll die on this hill, but everyone deserved better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll say Brian, because I know where you're going. Cindy. Bye Bye Man for me. All right. I did clean sweet. Pedro. Damn, another clean sweep. I'm going to have to go against my pick and say bye-bye, man, because I want an excuse to actually finish the movie for once. So if it wins, <laughs> I'm going to watch it. <laughs> no, you don't trust me. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Brian? Oh, you know it's the bye-bye, man. It had a really good opening, and then it was downhill from there. All right. Well, that's the uh, first half of round two, Lance. What's All up right. with the second half? I will get into the second column, which uh, hopefully we'll have a bunch of nail biters here and a lot of arguments for why we're, we're doing that. So we're going to start with... Uh, <laughs> well, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> to, and if anybody can say that, it's me or you, Philip. Or anybody else here from Texas? Is it just us? No, just you guys. Where? Where is? Okay. All right. I've so, been to Texas. Does that count, Lance? <laughs> it definitely. <laughs> it definitely counts. Yeah, you're a Got citizen. Here as soon as you could. Yep. And we, when we break away from the other forty-nine states, you're you're welcome to join us. 
<laughs> All right. So, Cindy, you're from New York, right? Yes. And I'm in Florida now. So. Ah, so you're actually li- living in Florida now? Yes. Okay. So we got Texas, Texas, Florida. Uh, Heather, I think you're our only Canadian. Probably. And what, what part of Canada are you, are you in? Because well, it's I'm, a big I'm, fucking country. It right? is. Thank you, Lance, for acknowledging <laughs> that. Thank you. I live in the province of Ontario, and I live for all my American friends an hour away from the Buffalo border and about two and a half hours from Detroit. Nice. Ah, okay. yeah. that's pretty close. All right. It is. And Carl, you said you're uh, Baltimore, right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm a Marylander, so I'm halfway between Baltimore and D.C. Ah, Okay, lots of uh, you guys eat a lot of crabs up there, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Seafood is our thing. Okay, we know Pedro's from L.A. Oh, California, yeah, L.A. You, you were you were you were on the way into the podcast playing. I love L.A. Right. <laughs> That's right. But I wanted to say I wanted to say one thing about Canada and Texas because you guys you guys get very disrespected, both of you, because it's like when when somebody says. I'm from Texas, or somebody's like, you're from the great state of Texas. It's like, yeah, but there's a city in Texas, you know? It's like, no, please ask me where I'm from. I'm not, Texas is big. And same thing with, same thing with, with the Canadians. It's like, well, you're from Canada. That's cool. Okay, well, you know, Canada, Canada, you know, it, it's big. You know, tell me where I'm Thank from. You, Pedro. Before, Thank you, Pedro. Thank you. But Thank anyway. You. Texas is Texas, and I've lived all over it. <laughs> At least the east side. Pedro, you've won me over. The, Let you me know the, that much. Texas, the border towns are pretty much Mexico. Let's be real about it. <laughs> right? Also true, yeah. Del Rio is uh, very Mexico. <laughs> well, I, you know what? And you guys are tough to live in Canada because it gets cold as shit up there. But oh, let hey, me tell it's you. It's not that much colder than fucking Buffalo, Lance. <laughs> yeah. But I'll bet it's nothing compared to where our resident Eskimo lives, and that would be Brian. Which is tell, just tell us about the Yukon, so yes. Tell us about Anchorage, man. Well, I'm not Eskimo, but yes, I am from <laughs> Anchorage, where the, the moose and bear roam the streets as you go check your mail. <laughs> do, you have, do you have, like, sled dogs? <laughs> uh, I've seen them. <laughs> you should have some. <laughs> That's a lot of work. I would. <laughs> Friends that gotta feed them. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's a, the whole bills. team of dogs. <laughs> that's a lot of work. All right, Brian, since you're the furthest geographically from Texas, uh, you need to go first on this one, man. Is it going to be next generation or 3D? Oh, there's just uh, so no, many no, no, gems. You're, 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 no, it's not. It's next generation or shocking dark. You ah, that's there right. You we're, yeah. we're moving on. Okay, thank you for correcting me, Pedro. Oh, also known as Terminator 2. Yeah, Terminator 2. Okay. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw, Next Generation, or, or T2, a.k.a. Shocking Dark. Oh, didn't get sued. I'm going to have right. to go with Generation. There's just so much that I'm remembering from that movie now. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, I believe, had a girlfriend who believed she had a microchip inserted in her head and was being controlled. Just like the knee brace. We also we also had in a uh, pre woke era a transgender Leatherface. So yes. Oh, might... look at that! Yeah, it is right. Points for that one. Points for that one as well. Yeah. Okay, so next generation, Cindy. 
Uh-oh, Cindy, you still there? She's gone to watch the movies. Okay, no, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I knew she had to run, so let's see if, if we get back to her. Um, Heather, what do you think? Oh, man. Hello? Okay, oh, hey, go. go ahead. Cindy, we're trying to make I am sorry. I know you've got an appointment. So, next gen yes. or shocking? Next gen. Next gen. Heather? Yeah, I'm going to go with next gen as well. Okay. Carl? Uh, shocking dark for me. I still love Terminator 2 and Aliens. And <laughs> Pedro? Oh, yeah, next generation for me, definitely. Okay. All right, that made it a lot easier. Um so now we've got Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 versus Bird Demic, Brian. This is a main event bracket here we're about to talk about. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, the the effects are something you have to watch to, to truly understand Bird Demic. So I'm going to go with Bird Demic. Okay, Bird Demic. Uh, Carl? Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night Part 2 is at least somewhat entertaining and makes, I, I guess, kind of some logical sense. But Bird <laughs> Demic is, is, like you were saying before, it is an experience. And I, I encourage everyone to give it a watch uh, for, for no other reason than it's it's terrible. Bird Demic. Bird Demic is Bird Demic. What do you think, Pedro? Oh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, geez, okay, so I'm going to have to go with Bird Demic. But that's not to say Silent Night is not a, a good, bad movie, because it's up there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm gonna Birdemic is in a class in itself. Like I said, this one might take the whole thing. I mean, we haven't even we've brought on top of everything we've said, there's also the sound that goes like off and on. And this is all after post-production, mind you. We're not watching what? a work, we're not watching a work print. Just just the, the microphone levels go weird and then the the, <laughs> the trans so so the transitions, like they actually pause before they start talking again because it's almost like they're waiting for the guy to say action. And so they're just sitting there for like a millisecond, but it's noticeable. And then they start talking. Like all, the, all this shit made it through the final product. It's just a, a horrible movie, but it's also a very charming movie because the director is not self-aware of this shit. And, and, <laughs> and, that, and that's what makes it uh, a, a charming film. The fact that he thought he was making something passable, right? So I'm going to have to go with Birdemic. And okay. that dude, he thought he made a movie. <laughs> uh, Cindy, what do you think? I'm going Birdemic. It's pretty bad. <laughs> Heather's a, another clean sweep. Well, you know what? I just watched the trailer now, and I'm wondering what I've been doing with my life. I can't believe this movie <laughs> was out there, and I missed the opportunity to watch it. It looks like it was filmed on a really, really old phone. Um, it's, it's horrible. Like, like a flip phone, huh? Oh my goodness. I, yeah, this wins. I can't even believe this exists. And there's a sequel. Did you guys know there's a sequel? Yes, I heard about that. By the same director, too, by the way. Well, Jesus Christ. All right, Birdemic uh, flies away with it. So now we're going to move on to Wicker Man with Nicolas Cage uh, against Sleepaway Camp 2, Cindy. I'm going to go sleep away camp, too, <laughs> on this one. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because I could, I could take Nicolas Cage's acting. Right. I, yeah, I could digest that a lot more. <laughs> what do you think, Brian? Oh, I'm going to have to go with 
sleepaway camp too. I, I love how Angela just murders all these kids and just tells the, the camp director that she just had to send them home for bad behavior. So, <laughs> Okay, Heather? <laughs> oh man, this is hard. Oh, the bees or <laughs> sleepaway camp. You know, Nick, Nick Cage is kind of annoying, except in Willy's Wonderland, because he didn't talk. So I'm going to go with Wicker Man. <laughs> Very <laughs> true. <Wicker> Man. <laughs> okay, so now we pass down to Carl. Uh, so bad it's good. Sleepaway Camp 2. Sleepaway Camp 2 and Pedro. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say after a while, you do get annoyed by Cage more than appreciate him, so... With that said, I'm gonna have to go with Sleepaway Camp too. Now, is that the one where she 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 takes a guy and she puts him up the flagpole and then she releases him and he and he crushes his head to his death? Is that is that what we're talking about here? Is that part or is that part three? I want to say part three, yeah, but I, I could be wrong. Three, yeah. Okay, but this yeah, is the one where she quote unquote takes over the identity of the actual consular by running her over with a garbage truck, right? Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. No, and nobody thinks nothing of it. Like they didn't have a. She, she does wear a wig though, so we gotta give her credit for that. She wears a fluffy uh, '80s wig to she get tries. away with it, but nobody IDs her. Nobody asks any. It just it, she just happens to look like the person she killed. All right, now I remember. <laughs> and then the, and then you have this uh, African American rapper who she also kills by rapping, right? Or is that also part three? <laughs> Death you by rapping. You are huh? not making this up. <laughs> no, I'm, not. I'm not that clever, brother. I'm not making this. This is a movie. Um, <laughs> let me see. She, she, she does light a firecracker. Let me repeat that. She lights a firecracker up a guy's nose and his entire head blows up. All right? So there is that. <laughs> oh, my God. Can I change my boat now, Lance? Like, I feel like Sleepaway <laughs> yes, Camp's where it's at. you can. Yeah. Like, All I right, know what so I was thinking. Sleepaway Camp 2 it is for me. <laughs> okay. And it moves on. Uh, Pedro, what about this next one, man? What lies below going up against Satan's little helper? I'm going to have to go with what lies below because I can't get over the merman. <laughs> Carl? What lies below for me? Uh, Heather? <sighs> yeah. I brought Satan's Little Helper, so I'm going to have to stand by it. Satan's Little Helper. Okay, nice. This this may be a competition, Brian. Ugh, merman. Uh, <laughs> what lies below? <laughs> there went the competition. <laughs> but Cindy, <laughs> cast your final vote anyway. What lies below? <laughs> I was already okay. writing it down. <laughs> All right, Phil. All right, on to round three. Uh, Lep in the Hood versus Dead End Drive-In. Uh, Cindy. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to still have to stick with Dead End Drive-In. It was so, so bad. At least Lep in the Hood was a little bit entertaining. and you know, Definitely. Yeah, I didn't want to bang my head against a rock or anything like that. So I'm going to go with that in driving. All right, Pedro. To quote the, the, the catchphrase, evil is in the house. So I'm going to go with <laughs> the hood. Lipping the hood. All right, this is going to be a battle here. Uh, Carl. Uh, I think Cindy nailed it before, but dead end driving. Oh, two to one. Heather. Let's keep this spicy. Lep in the hood. 
Oh, <laughs> leave it up to my main oh. man, Brian. What's up, buddy? Uh, I gotta go lep in the hood because there was a <sighs> fucking magical whistle or flute. Lep in the hood takes it out. These movies, man. That's right, the magical whistle. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I'm shooting for. All right. <laughs> uh, the Happening or The Bye-Bye Man? Um, Brian. Oh. <laughs> I got to go. I got to go fa- where my heart, where my the heart fappening. is. The fappening. The bye-bye man. <laughs> the bye-bye man. <laughs> they can listen to you, Lance. <laughs> the uh, Heather. Don't speak it, don't think it, don't say it. The bye-bye man. <laughs> bye-bye man is going to wow. be happening. Holy shit. Carl, can you save it? I, I I can't. Again, everyone just deserves better, man. The bye-bye man is, is awful. <laughs> uh, Pedro. I gotta Your vote to, doesn't matter. I got to <laughs> stick to the happening, though, man. Marky Mark and his face and his expression. The happening. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy I'm going bye bye man bye bye man alright 4 to 1 now, uh, now we got the happening is eliminated does anybody remember how they get out of it how they defeat the air doesn't it kind of <laughs> defeat itself doesn't it just give up yeah, it just <laughs> calms down and goes away there you, that's right, <laughs> that's right. Wind stops it was like a bad fart yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> didn't it didn't it go to a different country yeah, I, think just, I think they were just in a shelter for a few hours, and then it, yeah, like, guys, it came up here. All right, thanks. Yeah. All right. <laughs> thanks for not masking up, America. Thanks a lot, guys. How'd that Canadian Mountie border border patrol do, eh? <laughs> All right. Next up, we got uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Gen versus Birdemic. Mm, the big guns <laughs> coming out. Yep. Uh, Heather, what do you think? And after seeing that trailer, Birdemic, like, <laughs> how was that even made? <laughs> Very cheaply. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Carl. Birdemic. Birdemic. Brian. It's got to be Birdemic. Cindy. Birdemic. Birdemic. Pedro. Yep, Birdemic. I mean, there it is. All right, that's our first queen sweep. Um, now we got Sleepaway Camp Two versus What Lies Below. Uh, Brian. Oh, even though it creeps me out with the merman and what was <laughs> happening, I have to go with Sleepaway Camp Two. Sleepaway Camp. Cindy. Sleepaway Camp 2 for me. Uh-oh. Pedro. Yep, Sleepaway Camp 2. There he is. Carl. I want to do sleep. I want to do what lies below, but it, it's it's definitely Sleepaway Camp 2. All right. Heather? I'm with the what? Uh, not what lies below. Sleepaway Camp 2. All right. That ought to be a... A fun battle in the next round. Lance, you want to take that one away? This is the, f- the what is it, the 
Semifinal? Playoff round, the final semifinals? Yeah. Semifinal. Yeah. yeah, semifinal, and then and then we're going to get to the champion. So we're almost there. So, Should um, we all bet first? No, I'm just kidding. Ah, we can. <laughs> yeah. Got nothing else to do. I, I have mean, Canadian money. No one wants that. So gee, you, I, bet. you know what? I looked into getting four tickets to see the Rockets. You have to get four seats all by themselves. 1200 bucks, like way up high for oh four my, seats. Really? It's not see, worth it. To see the Rockets oh, now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they just lost freaking Harden and never. Houston sports is awful. Good. Gosh, <laughs> you know, we 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 just we I'm a I'm a Rockets fan, everybody, but we we just fucking lost by like forty points the other night. Yeah, lost Harden to Brooklyn. <laughs> so yeah. All right, let's get on to less depressing things, <laughs> which would be Lep in the Hood versus Bye Bye Man. So. Cindy, get us started here. What's it going to be? Lep in the hood or the bye-bye man? Hard decision. It is I a think hard she decision. dropped for a second. Yeah, we lost her. Yeah, it's possible. I, it's we, This may be a weird tiebreaker because I, I knew she had something she had to do, so we'll see how this goes. Um, so let's move on to Heather. Oh, damn. Yay. Um... <laughs> I don't. <sighs> Depends on how you grade it. This is a hard one. It really is because yeah. there's different variables for both of these films. Oh man! And it depends what you want out of it. So it's it's definitely a hard one. Which one would I rather rather watch again, or which one is worse? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm gonna go with the quote either, that I keep saying, and I've said it before, and it's bye bye man. Wow! Bye-bye. I know. Okay. I know. All right, that's one for the Bye Bye Man. Um, Brian, what do you think? The gardener was named Mr. Flower. (laughs) (laughs) The Bye Bye Man. Holy shit. Okay, another point for the Bye Bye Man. Uh, Carl, what do you think? Yeah, I I think Leprechaun in the Hood is at least still sometimes entertaining, where the Bye Bye Man is just more so... Uh, this is this is terrible, guys. But the why why man, the bye bye man. It is. I'm sorry, everybody. I had to. Listen, the bye bye man is not a whole lot better name. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think you I think it's gonna win, Pedro. What do you think? I'm gonna have to say bye bye lap and go with the bye bye man. All right. So on this one, uh, since uh, I think Cindy, we've lost Cindy. <laughs> I think that. Uh, Philip, I don't. We don't have to pull you in. So, bye, bye, man. Moves on. All right. All right. On to Birdemic versus Sleepaway Camp. Pedro, that's another hard one. Again, for different reasons. But I mean, yeah, no, Birdemic is in a class of its own. I'm gonna have to go with Birdemic. Okay, got one for Birdemic. Uh, Carl. Uh, same same reasoning as last time. I think Birdemic is, uh, or Sleepaway Camp is still at least entertaining. There's just um, a lot of um, unanswered questions <laughs> just by the production, the script, the acting, uh, the, the the graphics, everything with Birdemic. It's, it's just a mess. And like I said, if you haven't seen it, I've not seen the sequel. I don't know if I'm going to subject, subject myself to it or not. Uh, but uh, Birdemic is, is definitely something to see, uh, to be believed. So Birdemic for me. Okay, that's two votes. Uh, Heather? I don't even understand how Birdemic was made, so I'm sticking with that movie right <laughs> to the end. 
Damn. All right. Yeah. Uh, Brian? Uh, what do you what do you call that Thanksgiving thing? Cornucopia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Birdemic <laughs> is a cornucopia of like what the fuck is happening. So I'm oh, gonna shit. have to go with Birdemic. Someone All put right. shit in the cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Birdemic moves on against Bye Bye Man. Philip, you might get a chance to be the ultimate tiebreaker here. Um, unless Cindy pops back on the line miraculously. So uh, let's start with Brian this time. Birdemic versus the Bye-Bye Man. Oh, the Bye-Bye Man. There's just so much I, I don't understand about this movie. Uh, there's what what there's a fucking coin. What does the coin do? <laughs> Takes uh, us back to Lap in the Hood. Look, Brian, uh, you just have to don't think it, don't say it, don't... <laughs> Two ladies in my mind. I can't believe you remember life. that much of that movie. It is I, in your I, mind. Because I hate it so much. <laughs> um, you know what the coin is? It's a metaphor for the money the producers just just took from you. That's what <laughs> I like that. Well, I like that theory. In that case, I'm going to have to go with the bye-bye man. All right. That's one for the bye-bye man. Um, <laughs> Petra, what do you think, man? All right, there's a couple of there's a couple of scenes from Birdemic, some specific scenes I just remembered right now. So, okay. It, first of all, we don't even get the birds, quote unquote birds, uh, till maybe about 50 minutes into the movie. The first <laughs> half of the movie is this weird romance that's between like this graphic designer and this like model, right? And 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 that's all it is. And we're just seeing it play out horribly, by the way, because everything about this movie is horrible. And then they some they somehow meet up with these with these not nose punk kids who are about maybe like nine or ten years old, and at the end, facing the bird apocalypse, they they have to eat seaweed, right? They have to eat seaweed, so they're in the beach, I guess, cooking seaweed. I've never cooked seaweed in my life, but that's what I get it because they have to eat that because they're in the apocalypse. And these two brats are like, in the most annoying way possible, they say. But I want a happy meal. I don't want to eat this. I want a happy meal. <laughs> and they say that about four fucking times, the same line. And the actors who are incredibly wooden are just there. They're not reacting to them. They're there waiting for their next line, just staring at these kids, say, I want a happy meal. Oh, God. Now, were, were they saying it over and over or were they looping the same I, line I, over I, and over? I couldn't answer that. That's the same okay. I can't answer that. I just know that I heard it four times. Did um, you know there's a sequel? To Birdemic, yes, Birdemic yes. two. Yeah, <laughs> by the same by the same production team too. So they, yeah, oh, yeah, Birdemic oh, two, the resurrection, Very which means the first answer. one made money. <laughs> well, what happened is the same thing that happened with the room. This movie got a cult following and it, and it, it screened at midnight and people went there to laugh at it. So he made more money that way and he mm-hmm. was able to make the second one. That's how he made his money by by being the butt of the joke. But he doesn't understand that. <laughs> but, but much like the filmmaker from Troll Part Two. Right, which is, which is the worst movie ever made, supposedly. Um, you know, we saw in the documentary that this guy was was he wasn't aware of, of how they were they were laughing at the movie, not with him. Right. Same thing with this guy. <laughs> so he went to, through all these midnight screenings and uh-huh. he raised enough money to make a sequel. Right. Or, or for all we know, they're the best con men in the world. Maybe they are in on the joke and they, they just know that they're taking money from us. Right. It's like, fuck right. it. <laughs> they want to laugh at it. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm a. I'm going to be oblivious to it, and I'm going to play the, the part of, like, I'm not really aware of it, all right? Fine, whatever. They made their money, and they made a sequel. Or he made a sequel. Pedro, I you went with Birdemic. the room. Just can I ask, which room are you talking about? Which year? 
That Tommy Wiseau so, one. Yeah. Is that the most recent one? No, 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 no. That's, oh, okay. Okay. No, that was no, a great not, movie. No, I'm not talking about that's a great movie. The other yeah, there's one that's really movie. good and one that's really like, fucking bad. I was like, why does Pedro hate the one from last <laughs> <Earth> so much? <laughs> that's, yeah, the, it, that's the one they made the, uh, the disaster artist is based off of with James Franco. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Okay. Also yeah, fun the, to watch. Not the one with one. Captain Marvel, the other one. Right. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going with Birdemic. Okay, so we've got one for Birdemic. Uh, now, who who went first on that one? You lost that me was, in the Birdemic. That was me. That okay, was me. so we got Brian one and one. Pedro. Yeah, one to one. This is what I'm digging, Carl. Um, it's gonna be Birdemic for me only because it's it's such a mix of everything. It's a survival film. It's an environmentalist film. It's a <laughs> shitty film. It's <laughs> all of those things kind of mixed together. So it's Birdemic for me. Nice. All right, so Heather, you're you because we've lost literally lost one of our five judges. Where we're you're in a very unique position to I either feel give really the, popular and important. You can either know. give well, you can either give the crown to Birdemic, or you can fuck with all of us and 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 force Philip to decide the winner. Um, so. All right, no, okay, who's single? No, I'm just kidding. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with Birdemic because I, even though I haven't seen the movie, that trailer looks horrendous. So, Birdemic. All yeah, right. I, I probably would have gone with Birdemic also because I've never seen it either. But yeah, it looks very awful. <laughs> All right. What the fuck is this piece of shit? If we we're have just our... looking for worst fucking movie, which seems to be what's happening here. <laughs> We've got our we've got our champion, Philip. Birdemic is the winner. Nice. I'm and, so proud to be part of this. Yeah, rightfully so. By the way, we actually I think I think that's the right movie. All right. Well, uh, well, we really want to thank you guys for joining us this week. We had a great time. Um, one last time though, let's run through everyone and uh, give us a little pitch, a shout out, whatever you got going. Um, Heather. Oh. Oh, I'm Heather. I'm part of the Friday Nightmares podcast on the Legion Podcast Network under the Kill the Cast feed. And I really want to thank Lance because I've never been asked on a date so far in advance. I think he asked me to be on this show back in November. And, like, let me tell you, Lance, my ego is through the roof. Because people would be like, what do you do on March 5th? I'm like, I'm busy because I'm on a podcast. Um, I put it on the calendar and everything. I did. I circled it with big hearts. Um, But, no, it it was great. It was great being here. I love working with you, gen- with you gentlemen. I love the show. Um, you guys know a lot, so I love learning from you. Um, but yeah, if you're interested in my show, you can check me out on the Friday Nightmares podcast or the newest one, which is a gaming podcast, which is Controllers Up, uh, Cards Down, the All Star Gaming Podcast on the uh, on the same feed. All right, uh, Carl, where can we find you? Hey, everybody. I'm uh, Carl again. I'm here uh, on the Horror Returns podcast. Oh! <laughs> and uh i don't, I, don't, I, don't have any, I was trying uh, yeah. not to do it <laughs> every everyone always goes uh, as far as long as they can and then eventually it slips into the walking dead but uh, again uh i think it's like my third time on on the show i enjoy it every time hopefully you guys enjoy me being on the show uh-huh. and uh for me uh, uh my big thing is again shout out to my my fiance so. awesome awesome congratulations on that by the way thanks man yes appreciate it so uh, Pedro, where can we find you? Well, I'm I'm gonna break it to Heather here, but Lance also asked me out on a date uh, way back in November. 
So um, I, I did book my, my calendar. And I, son of a bitch. <laughs> I, wow, I put, Lance, I see how it is. I didn't put a bunch of little hearts. I put a big heart on oh. heart fit. So That's right. Uh, and here wow. I am. So, again, I'm, I'm always excited to do this show. Always a good time. <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, the K-Fabulous is on hiatus right now. Hopefully we'll come back one day. But as of right now, I'm just a horror fan, and I enjoy your show. And um, I can't wait to be back. So there you go. Nice. All right, and uh, we are missing Cindy, but she's from the Horror Tour Guide and Women of Color in Horror, uh, Cindy Sinabria. So check her out if you get the opportunity. And Brian, where are you from? Oh, I, I'm just I'm just a good listener to the show. I'm a big fan <laughs> of you guys. Thanks thanks for having me on. Uh, I didn't get asked in November, so I'm a little <laughs> upset a about that. Ad, Brian? Yes. Were you kind of like the backup date? Oh. I was the 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 club's closing. There's nobody to bring home. <laughs> Brian was the surprise guest. You know, you're our Alaskan sexual child. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, but as always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Podbean. Just search for The Horror Returns. And look for us on, uh, what is it called, Apple Apple Podcasts or whatever, whatever iTunes. Yeah, yeah. iTunes, you know what Apple, iTunes, whatever. Whatever the fuck iTunes is called right now. <laughs> Uh, and if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us. And uh, we got like some steelbook stuff going out. So, yep. good stuff. Uh, next week, uh, since we are the horror returns, we're checking out the brand brand new Wrong Turn remake, as starring Rose not Turner. Bruce Campbell, not Bruce guy Campbell. that looks kind of like Bruce Campbell. Oh, I got gotcha. you. It's kind of like Fat Damon. We got to yes. come up with a name for him. <laughs> All right, give me a little bit. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Uh, but until the horror returns again, Lance, good night.
Gracias. 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 Gracias.